Hello, and welcome to the Power of Kids Books podcast, where we believe books are a catalyst to inspire and empower change. Today's podcast is an expert and author edition, and you know how I love to find out on these podcasts what we should know and teach our kids about their lives and their futures. Today, we are speaking to a lady who is an egg freezing support coach and has her own kids book series, the ABCs of How You Had Me, and it focuses on encouraging confidence in every child's story. So welcome, Vanessa Hunt. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. I was talking to you a little before the the podcast started, and I am impressed that you have a whole series. That's quite an accomplishment. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, every story has um, you know, an audience and there are so many different types of families um that are looking at donor conception. So, um it was very easy to come up with a series uh to represent as many of the different family models as possible. That's amazing. I'm sure a lot of people really don't have a lot of um information for their kids about that kind of concept either. Uh, there, I think there's more and more. I, I, one of the classics that I think of is the P that was me. Um, you know, so there are some, uh, but in the Facebook groups online that I, I see from time to time, there's, you know, people out there looking for resources, um, to read, um, you know, to their donor conceived children. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and can you give us a little bit of background as far as what exactly an egg freezing support coach does? Yeah, well, so the egg freezing support is for uh, people with ovaries um, who are interested in, you know, preserving uh, or looking at their fertility preservation. And so it's um, very often an emotive process, an emotional process where it's not... um, it's often a layered decision and you're taking in factors, um, you know, um, about your current life uh, in order to, you know, future pace where you want to be. So you're looking at your finances, you're looking at your relationships uh, with yourself and others. You're looking at, uh, you know, the overall stability in your life and where you think you might be. And so for some people, it's quite um and we're not even getting into the health part of it. So it, it can be kind of a, an overwhelming process for some people. A lot of stress can be very stressful. And, um, you know, you're creating opportunity there. You know, the hope is anyway, we're creating opportunity by investing in yourself, to, you know, to be able to have genetically related children later on in life. And so um, I, I felt that it was important to, particularly after looking at my own journey, um, to be able to serve women, people with ovaries um, in this way. Yeah. And are you comfortable sharing your own journey? Absolutely. I, I really have to because it was really the, um, you know, the spark and the catalyst. Uh, so my own story begins, um, yes, of course, with egg freezing, because that's technically the first part of the IVF process. But um, I began the journey largely as a single mom by choice. And so, um, you know, I would jump right into IVF. And also, for me, um uh, being a micro business owner, um, it was important, uh, considering my age, that I would have to go and factor in as many potential tries as possible. And so my search 
took me to um, Europe, uh, where the overall cost in general um, of IVF is less uh, than in the uh, U.S., and so I started looking at different countries, and I became acutely aware of um, donor anonymity laws within those countries. So for example, the first country that I looked at was Spain, and in Spain, they only permit um, anonymous donors. And so, you know, thinking about that, um, you know, I decided to go on and look at other countries. And at one time, believe it or not, Dory, I had signed on with a clinic in Kiev. Wow. wow. <laughs> so anyway, I ended up at a clinic in Sofia, Bulgaria. Um, and <laughs> so I did, I was doing multiple back-to-back egg retrievals and it, it gave me a lot of time. And during that time, yes, I was, I was writing books and uh, working on, um, yeah, bringing up the coaching business. And yeah, you know, I think that, um, it was it was important to look at the different aspects uh, that went into it. So the egg freezing came out of it, the egg freezing support coaching, but then also the um, the children's books, which you know are intended for people that have already become parents. Mm-hmm. That's uh, so really you're taking your own experience, your own research, and condensing it down, kid sizing it <clears throat> into information that parents can use. And talk to their kids about it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It was intended to be bedtime stories to comfortably introduce that uh, birth narrative um, at, you know, in a relaxed environment. So that was really the goal um, of the kids' books. That's a really cool idea. And I I love that you had such a journey. (laughs) I feel bad that you had such a journey, but I also love it because you understand the complexity of trying to even have the process done, much less your commitment to it. So, so tell me a little bit about your series, in particular, your book, Why My Name is Sophia. Yeah. Um, so the series, um, the ABCs of How You Had Me is, um, a series of books written for the different types of families that could and use assisted reproduction and the help of a donor, a gamete donor. And so um, I have a two mom story out. I have a single mom story out and uh, the single dad story is coming out very soon. All are available on Amazon. But why my name is Sophia is a very, is my most personal story uh, where I, you know, gave the illustrator a picture of the doctor and, you know, the illustrator um, I gave the illustrator a picture of me and I said, don't make the character look like me because <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I just didn't want, you know, too much. I, I, I kind of, you know, um, you know, I took Muse and, and other the other stories. But uh, yeah, um, so why my name is Sophia is more the personal story um, being over there, taking pictures of the monuments and, and, you know, unique representations of the city of Sophia. Okay. Okay. Oh, I see. I didn't even put that together that it was a city. We were talking just a little bit before as well about the process of writing a kid's book. And so you've got this personal story that you're trying to, like I said, kid size into something that's shareable for others that's personal, but not so personal that you can't see it out there. Um, how is the process for you? And 
what did what surprised you about the the journey of writing a kids book? Yeah, um, I think with the series, the goal by and large was the same in every book. So I probably had it easy um, <laughs> compared to some other people. So, you know, the goal is we're explaining babies, you know, how they come and then we're going to throw in some hospital shots and, you know, we're going to make it uh, where, you know, we're going to give enough detail, but not too much detail because I want the parents, um, to fill in their own story. Um, and then I wanted to just put in enough to where curiosity would be peaked. The goal by and large was the same for every book. And so, um, but I have to say the first one was quite uh, the first one was quite a cathartic process uh, because at that time I was still sort of sorting out the question for myself, um, you know, would I use an anonymous no- donor versus a known donor? And for me, the answer became quite clear, which I would use. And, um, you know, recognizing that the choice is different and unique for everyone. And I think for me, it was very clear to do. And so, again, not to write um, that into the story, how I felt about it specifically, because, again, I I recognize people would make different choices about the decision. And um, so I chose to leave that part out because at the end of the day, this is a story for the child. Yeah. And that's the complexity of trying to have your own story and yet leave it open enough for interpretation and to connect with more people. It's it's a little bit of a tricky line there. It was. It was. Yeah. And and trying to be sensitive to um, kind of a it's a hot it's a hot topic. There are many Facebook groups around it, um, known versus anonymous. And um, I felt that wasn't the goal of the books. So and your goal really is to give the kids confidence about where they came from. Yeah, the goal of the books was to sort of introduce the dialogue about being donor conceived in the most gentle way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and my solution was the bedtime story um, where people are winding down and to write the story in a sort of a general way that, you know, piqued curiosity and that, you know, the conversation and hopefully a dialogue could begin. Yeah, that's great. And have you heard any, gotten any input back from your readers? Yeah, I have. I've gotten some um, really wonderful feedback from women who are just so happy that there's even a resource out there. I mean, I mentioned a book earlier, you know, it, but um, it was interesting because it was it was a beautiful book. Uh, but many of the books that I saw did not include human characters. And that was quite odd to me um, mm-hmm. that a story that is so marvelously human did not include human characters. And so um, it was, you know, uh, very interesting. Uh, so I was sure to include like, you know, human characters because that idea of being, you know, being able to see yourself, uh, a child being able to see oneself as the main character. Yeah, main character energy. Yeah, that would be really difficult. I mean, it's doable, but I think seeing actual people would make a huge difference and an easier leap for kids. So would you be willing to read some of your books? 
Oh my God, I would be so honored. Yes, I would love Yay. that. Thank you, for, thank you for asking me. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you why don't you read us a little bit of it? My name is Sophia. Yeah. Okay. Before I was born, mommy took a trip to a place called Sophia to find a doctor. The doctor helps a lot of women become mommies. He helped mommy to have a baby, me. And since mommy lived alone and did not have a partner, mommy needed the help of a gamete donor. A gamete donor is someone who has given extra cells to help women like mommy. The gamete donor can be male or female. A gamete donor can help all kinds of people who wish to have a family. Awesome. Okay. I love that you've <laughs> incorporated everything together. I mean, it's not like it's you're using real words. You're yeah. including that it could be male or female, um, donor-wise. You're explaining that, you know, there's somebody who came along to help. I think that's awesome. Is your whole book very, what's the word I want? It's not clinical, but it's using the proper terminology then? Yes, I I say sperm, I mm-hmm. say embryo, I say gamete donor, um, and these are uh, medical terms mm-hmm. and um, everything relative to what um, is necessary for you know for I think for a child to understand in the process. Well, I just love the fact that you're not hiding the the medical terminology because I think. I think when kids are equipped with terminology, you're able to talk about it honestly with real terms, and that's refreshing. So great work on that. Thank you. Thank you so much. So with your job, I'm assuming that you're able to use your book and hand it out as you're coaching, maybe? No, not necessarily. You would think that. But no, because the women that are looking at egg freezing, um, may not have even really decided whether they want to have children. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but um, sometimes in thinking about it, they're still sort of weighing out the question in their minds. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of a different um, different part of the journey. Um, so I actually keep two separate Instagram accounts and um, I don't... Uh, um, they're, they're, they're really two different worlds, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never thought about that, how that would be such a split and that's a totally different mental position and place in life. Um, yeah, I mean the egg freezing, um, they, you know, they are, um, you know, doing, going through egg retrievals and, you know, they're choosing to, um, you know, keep their, um, eggs, you know, frozen, yeah, so it you know it um, is is really just a different part of mm-hmm. the journey. I, I don't know if they would be donors in the future. I, I suppose that's up to them. But um, yeah, these th- this is egg freezing support coaching is for women who want to um, have children that are genetically related to them later in life, and you know just want to keep that uh, option available to them. That's very good. Yeah. So with your job. Do you ever have things that are just surprising that you didn't really expect to have? I, you know, honestly, um, I love this question. A really, and a surprising one is secondary infertility. Um, Yeah, Dora, you would really be surprised that the need for egg freezing even applies to people who have already had children. Yes, you would not think it. uh, You know, life happens, right, people? Mm -hmm. 
get divorced, there are deaths, I mean, you know, a a myriad of options, right? And so some people are actually surprised, you know, they think that, you you know, you get pregnant once, you're good. Um, Meaning it's possible later on, and that's not necessarily the case. And that is so surprising. And I think, um, you know, if there's any awareness I could specifically raise in this call, it would be around that, um, you know, the secondary infertility piece, even, yeah, it even makes sense to freeze eggs after you've had children. Yeah. That's something I wouldn't have ever thought about ever. <laughs> it's a surprise. Yes. I, I, I had that question already to go. You're like, <laughs> ask for a surprise. I was like, I've got to share that one. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, because you're right. You would think that if you had three kids or two kids or even one kid, you're more likely to go ahead and have, be able to conceive again. But I can see how life and um, circumstantial events, physical things, you know, changes could prevent that. Wow. It's wild. Yeah. Wow. How about for parents? If you were trying to equip their kids with kind of this knowledge, this new knowledge that, you know, they're from a different kind of situation than the other kids. What would you want them to equip their kids with? Yeah. Um, you know, I think this is a book that can be read by um, children, read for children that are um, not donor conceived as well as donor conceived, because it's all about um, being inclusive and uh, respecting you know, um, the different types of, um, families out there. And, um, I think being sensitive to that, um, is really important, but I think the younger generations are already. So I think they're just more predisposed. Um, and I'm just so honored that this, you know, the series, um, could be a resource in that. I hope that you're able to get some of them into OB clinics and into areas where, you know, people could really use them. Have you had any luck with that? I haven't yet. I have been working so hard just to bring it to market, (laughs) but um, I'm actually um, doing this uh, call from a library today. And so I hope to make a donation to the library with the book that I've read. So. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I definitely. Okay. So if anybody's listening out there and has a clinic or any kind of practice, you need to get a hold of Vanessa and get her book so you can help spread that. I love that. <laughs> Thanks for the plug. <laughs> Honor, yes, absolutely. Well, Vanessa, where can they find your book and you if they want to follow or connect with you or have more questions? Oh, thank you. Um, That would be amazing. Um, Feel free to reach out. Um, I'm on Instagram at the ABCs of how you had me. Um, And you can also find the ABCs of how you had me on Amazon under Vanessa Emily Hunt. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for your time today. Thank you for your willingness to share your personal story, not only to us, but also in a book that kids can enjoy. So thank you, Vanessa. Dory, it's been amazing. Thank you so much.